Welcome to The Hoop Commitment. I'm your host, Mike Nielsen. Join me every week to get inside the greatest minds in basketball nutrition, training, and leadership to elevate your game and improve the way you eat, train, and lead. Welcome to episode 70. Now, if you're listening to this on December 29th, I have a favor to ask. I'm going in for open heart surgery today, and I'd love to have you pass along some positive thoughts and prayers and good vibes. I haven't been feeling my best this year, but just thought it was stress. So I doubled down on taking care of myself, and it just wasn't helping. So thankfully, my wife insisted that I go to the doctors, and after a bunch of testing, we found out that I need to have open heart surgery to replace my aortic valve. I'm actually feeling really good about the surgery and even better about the surgeons working with me. Apparently, Spokane's not only Hooptown, USA, but it's also known for its heart center. But it would still mean a lot if you keep me in your thoughts and prayers. And don't worry, I'm keeping the content coming, even when I'm in the hospital. I have author Brett Bartholomew from the Art of Coaching podcast, strength coach Ali Kirshner from Stanford, who are currently the number one women's basketball team in the nation, And check this out. It's really a dream come true for me. I've recorded an epic conversation with Hall of Famer, Dream Teamer, and the NBA's all-time leader in steals and assists, John Stockton. We talk about the most important lessons that he's learned throughout his entire basketball career, starting with his grade school coach, his athletic trainer at Gonzaga, and his doctor that worked with him throughout his whole NBA career. I've already listened to the episode twice, so I know you're going to love it. But the purpose of this episode is to get you ready to make 2021 the most impactful year of your life. We have a couple days left to brainstorm and plan out what you want to be, do, or have by the end of the year. Because next year's coming whether you plan for it or not. Just think, what if you started this journey last year at this time? What would you be, do, or have right now? If you're interested in nutrition and started studying it this time last year, you could be a certified sports nutritionist by now. Or if you love music, you could have taken music lessons and now be sitting around the fire playing guitar and singing with your loved ones. Or if you wanted to lean out, you could have a six-pack by now if you committed to daily healthy habits throughout the year. It's amazing what you can accomplish if you just stick to it. And I've found that most people overestimate what they can do in a week and totally underestimate what they can do in a year. Becoming a sports nutritionist, playing guitar, or getting a six-pack won't just happen by accident. It takes time and planning. It took my wife and I over 10 months to design our dream house. We went back and forth with the architect, trying to figure out the placement and sizes of all the rooms. On our third rendering, we expanded the workout room by three feet. And now every time I get a lift in, I'm so thankful for the extra space and the extra planning we did. 10 months to plan out our house and the big picture things isn't that long. But how many of us spend 10 months planning out our life? Or 10 days or even 10 hours? And we all know that our life is way more important than a house. Yet most of us won't take the time to plan for a successful year. But it's not too late. The last couple days of December are a great opportunity to plan out how we want the next year of our life to look and function. And what's funny is that I used to hate New Year's resolutions. I didn't see the point in them. My thought process was, why wait until January 1 to make a change that you're excited about? If you really want to start eating better or exercising, 
Start right this minute. And then I personally never knew anyone that followed through on their resolutions. It seemed like everyone was dialed in for a week or a month. They might have lost five pounds in the first few weeks of training. But the only problem was they didn't stick with the resolution. And then they not only found the five pounds they lost, but they also packed on an additional two or three pounds by the end of the year. And so I thought, what's the point? But then I listened to an audiobook called How to Think Bigger Than You Ever Thought You Could Think. And the author, Mark Victor Hansen, explained the power of writing things down. He said that everything in life is created twice, first in your mind and then in reality. And so writing a goal down on paper is the first step in creation. And one of the exercises in the book was to write a list of 101 goals. And I didn't think much about it, but it fired up my friend, Mike Chrysler. And he said, we got to write a list of goals this weekend. And for every goal that you don't write, you have to pay the other person $1. So if you only write down 10 goals, you're going to owe me $91. And I didn't have any money at the time. My wife and I were living in a one-bedroom apartment, and I walked to work so I could save money on gas. So there's no way I was going to fail at this challenge. And so I sat down at the kitchen table and wrote down whatever came to my mind. Things like, I want to buy a house, own a Martin guitar, earn a master's degree, make $100,000 a year. I mean, the first 10 to 15 goals came fast and easy. But by the time I got to number 50, I was tapped out. What else could I want to do, be, or have? But that's when the real fun began. I started listing things like swim with the dolphins and tour the canals in Italy and make it inside the Statue of Liberty. And by the end of the weekend, I had a list of 101 goals that I hung on my wall that I thought were cool ideas, but probably would never happen. But Mark Victor Hansen was right. There is power in writing things down. Because now that my goals were posted on my wall, I saw them every day, and it allowed me to spot opportunities that were always there, but I just didn't notice them. So then when I heard the NBC camps was expanding to Italy, I spotted the opportunity to work the camp for free, and in exchange, they pay for my wife's and my airfare. And that's how I was able to tour the canals in Italy and put a check mark next to one of my goals. And when my parents gifted us a Mexican cruise, I noticed an excursion that involved swimming with dolphins. And I would have never done this, but it was on my list of 101 goals. And so now I have a priceless picture of me hugging a dolphin. But my favorite memory was sneaking into the Statue of Liberty. Rhiannon and I had taken a train to New York, and I was dead set on going to Liberty Island. But when we got there, I found out that you have to purchase tickets in advance, and there's a background screening process to get into the Statue of Liberty. And I was so bummed, and normally I just would have forgotten about it. But it was on my list of 101 goals that I'd looked at every day. And I'd never been to New York before, and I didn't know if I'd ever make it back. So I was going to do whatever it took to make it inside. So I started approaching random strangers and asking if I could purchase their ticket. And I got a lot of confused and even offended looks. But I wasn't going to let that deter me. And then I saw a group of kids that looked like they were on a field trip. And so I approached the teacher and asked if there was any way I could purchase a ticket off her. And she paused for a second and said, well, one of the kids doesn't want to go inside, so I guess you can just have the ticket. And that was it. Now one of my favorite pictures is me giving the fist pump while I'm inside the Statue of Liberty. And so that simple exercise of creating my 101 goals showed me the power of planning. 
Now remember, everything in life is created twice. And so if you're interested in ensuring that 2021 will be a successful year for you, the first thing I'd encourage you to do is write down your commitment. And if you want to ensure that it's going to happen this year, it can't be a list of 101 things. It has to just be one commitment. In his book, The Power of Less, Leah Babata explains that if you commit to building one habit, you have about an 85% chance of being successful. And I'd actually argue that you can raise that up to almost 100% chance of success if you commit to a habit that only takes 5 to 15 minutes to complete. I've personally been completing my daily habit for years without missing one day because missing a day is just not an option. My heart surgery is a great example of the power of planning and committing to one thing. Check-in today is at 5 a.m. and the surgery won't finish till afternoon and then I'll probably be drugged up and sleeping the rest of the night. So it will be easy to just skip studying for that day. But that's not an option because I have over a thousand X's in a row and there's no way I'm going to break the chain now. But if my commitment was something huge that took hours to complete, I probably would have failed by now. But I can always create 15 minutes for the one thing that's really important to me. And so I'm going to wake up 15 minutes earlier on the day of my surgery so I can earn my X. Now, I'm sure some people are listening and think I'm being ridiculous or too hardcore, but it's the only way I know how to ensure success. And being a nutritionist and strength coach for the last 20 years, I've literally seen thousands of people fail to achieve their dreams because they weren't able to make a simple 15-minute commitment. That's it. Just 15 minutes. Think about it. It's really not that crazy to wake up 15 minutes early to study before my heart surgery. I mean, how many people are willing to wake up 15 minutes early every day so they have time to stop at Starbucks? You're telling me they have time to stop at Starbucks, but they don't have time to create the life of their dreams? Now that's what's crazy to me. And some people might think that I'm overselling the idea of what you can accomplish in a year. But depending on your commitment, I really believe this is more fact than opinion that you'll achieve your dreams. For instance, if you want to join me in studying Dr. Brody this year, I can guarantee that you'll be a certified nutritionist by the end of the year if you commit to just 15 minutes of work a day. It's a simple math equation. Studying for 15 minutes a day equals over 7 hours a month, and with the length of the Precision Nutrition Certification, you'll finish the course in about 6 to 8 months. And that's not taking into account that some days you'll do more than 15 minutes. We all know that the hardest part of studying is just cracking open the book. Once you sit down and start studying, 15 minutes usually turns into 20 minutes or even an hour. So it's not my opinion that you'll achieve your dreams. It's just simple math. But I want to reiterate the importance of only making one commitment. Because if you try to build two new habits at once, Leah Babato's research shows that you only have about a 35% chance of success. And if you try to commit to three things, you have less than a 10% chance of completing any of the goals. For instance, if you want to commit to eating breakfast every day and giving up sweets and studying for 15 minutes, well, the first day that you sleep past your alarm, all the other goals just go out the window too. You'll be like, well, I've already skipped breakfast. Might as well just have a bowl of ice cream while I watch TV instead of studying. And the reason I buy into this thought process is I personally tried too many times to commit to multiple habits and I've always failed in the long run. And so if you bought into the idea of taking the time and planning out your single commitment for the year, 
The next piece of advice I have is to expect the dip. Go into the year knowing that your motivation and excitement isn't sustainable for an entire year. And that's normal and it's good. If you think that the best basketball players are the ones that want to go to the gym every day, you're mistaken. They all have days where they're sick or injured or tired or just plain unmotivated. They're human just like us. But what makes them successful is that they still do it anyway. They show up. So as excited as you are about your commitment for the year, whether it's learning a new skill or gaining a new certification or getting back in shape, just know that you're going to hit a point when you want to give up. It's crucial to understand this and name it and know that it's coming. Author Seth Godin calls this point the dip and wrote a great book about it. Here's how he describes it. I was trying to understand why people who put a lot of effort in keep making the same dumb mistake. And the dumb mistake is they do hard work and hard work and hard work. And just when they get to the point where everyone else is quitting, they quit too. And if they just stuck it out for two more months or two more years or 20 more years, they get to the other side. Now, once you see that the dip is there, you have two choices. Don't start, or if you're going to start, be prepared to go to the other side. You see, at the beginning, when you first start something, it's fun and exciting. It feels good when you tell people that you're learning a new language and people are going to congratulate you for starting a workout routine. I mean, just telling people that you're doing something new is kind of rewarding. And whatever your new thing is, it's going to be easy to stay engaged at first because it's fresh and new and the progress comes really fast and easy. And then the dip happens. The dip is the long grind between starting and mastery. But Seth Godin believes that the dip is actually a shortcut because it gets you where you want to go faster than any other path. You see, I've experienced the dip every single year I've made a commitment. Exactly like Seth Godin described, I start out the year so excited with all the books I've purchased and the courses I've signed up for. There's something about buying a new book that just makes you feel like you've accomplished something already. It's the same feeling I get when I buy new workout shoes. It's almost like putting on the new shoes and walking out of the store already makes me feel like I've started my workout routine. And for me, That excitement always lasts for the first month or two, but somewhere after about four months or six months or eight months, I realize that whatever I'm studying, I'm getting better at, but won't be mastered in a short amount of time, and I get a little discouraged. And that's about the time when other shiny objects start grabbing my attention. It might be a popular book that all my friends are reading, or a training technique that another strength coach is using with their athletes. It really doesn't matter what it is. It's just that it starts to seem a little more interesting than my commitment, or it might even seem more pressing at the moment. And that's the dip that everyone hits, and this is where almost everyone fails. But not you, because you know the dip is coming. You see, the dip is the exact worst moment to quit. You've already done so much of the hard work and invested money and time, but you haven't reaped the real benefit yet. And if you could just hold on and make it through the rest of the year, It will all be worth it. But if you quit when the dip comes, it would have been better to not start at all and you would have saved yourself time and money. Seth Godin says, if you can't make it through the dip, don't start. And another way I see people fail is that they just plain forget. They might be excited to complete their daily habit, but life is busy and hectic at times. And if things aren't written down, 
they can just slip your mind. And once you miss a day, it opens the door to miss two days or a week or a month. But you see, you can never miss two days in a row if you don't miss the first day. And so I believe the key is not breaking the chain. The first year I ever committed to marking my calendar, I had made it to Hoopfest weekend in June without missing a day of studying. I had about 180 X's in a row, and I was right in the middle of the dip. And if you don't know what Hoopfest is, it's the world's largest three-on-three basketball tournament with over 6,000 teams. It's really the coolest weekend of the whole year. They shut down the streets of downtown Spokane to put up basketball courts, and basketball lovers from around the world all come together to either play or watch hoops. It's my kids' favorite holiday of the year, and so we get a hotel room downtown so we can be in the center of the action all weekend long. And that Friday morning of Fest weekend is always a crazy day because in addition to coaching my kids' teams, I also volunteer with setup by bagging meters on the street. And because so many old Zags come back in town for Fest weekend, our men's basketball team hosted an alumni event. And that was so fun seeing all the generations of players connect in and telling stories. And by the time we got back to the hotel room and put the kids to bed, it was already past 11 o'clock at night. And now finally the kids fall asleep and I was about to turn off the lights and I remembered I had not yet got my 15 minutes of studying in because I wasn't at my house in my normal routine and I didn't see the calendar on my wall. And so not only did I not do my 15 minute commitment, with the hustle and bustle of the day, I forgot to pack the book I was reading. And so now it's decision time. Do I go to bed and just double up my study efforts the next day? Or do I find a way to earn my X? And here's where the power of the calendar came into play. I knew there was no way I was going to see a break in the chain. The thought of starting my chain of success over again was way more painful than the thought of studying for 15 minutes that night. And so I grabbed my phone, downloaded a book from iTunes, and got my work in. And that was the moment where I realized that committing to one thing, not having a goal or an I want to, but making it I have to, Gave me more than just an 80% chance of success, but a 100% chance. You see, but if my study commitment was an hour or two hours, I probably would have failed that night. But I know I can work through the dip for 15 minutes. I can wake up 15 minutes early before my surgery so I can keep my chain of success going. And if this seems a little extreme to you, well then make it a five-minute commitment. You can't tell me that waking up five minutes early is too intense. And five minutes can totally change your world, whether it's five minutes of ball handling, doing mobility exercises, or eating breakfast. The accumulation of doing these things for five minutes a day can make a dramatic difference over the course of a year. And if you can't do five minutes, well, then I don't know what to tell you. And so to recap, if you want to join me in making 2021 the most impactful year of your life, I suggest doing these three things. Pick just one habit that you can do every day for 5 to 15 minutes, plan for the dip, and place a calendar on your wall as a visual reminder. And I'm going to do my part in making 2021 the best year yet by starting out the first podcast interview of the year with a bang. I've got my good friend and all-time favorite basketball player coming on the show, John Stockton. That's right, you heard it, Stocks. And we spent an hour and a half talking about the most impactful lessons he's learned through hoops. Now, you won't want to miss this episode, so make sure you hit subscribe to the podcast. 
And if you're enjoying the content, it would really mean a lot if you take a moment to give us a rating. And to all of you who are committed, we'll earn your X. Yeah.